Well, hi, I'm Rick Dancer. Um, yeah, this is a weird day for all of us who live in <clears throat> Eugene, Springfield, or Lane County. Because, um, you know, you, you don't want to remember, but you have to kind of remember. Um, it was, what, 20, 21, 22, 23 years ago um, that we were all uh, glued to a television watching uh, a terrible time in our history unfold here in Lane County. Uh, it's the anniversary of the Thurston High School shooting. It was May 21st, 1998, um, <clears throat> when a 15-year-old boy uh, walked into Thurston High School cafeteria and gunned down two young men, killed them, uh, Michael Nicholson and Ben Walker, and injured like two dozen other people. And, <clears throat> you know, we were all watching that unfold and thinking, how in the hell did this happen in our community? I remember where I was. I was sitting at home and one of our neighbors called and um, she said that there's been a shooting at Thurston High School. And at first I didn't believe her because I just thought, no, this is a mix up. This can't be true. And I was getting ready to go to the gym and there's no sound. Hold on. Are you getting it now? Tell me if you're getting sound, you guys. Um, I was a senior while I'm in high school. I can hear. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, I uh, I remember. So she told me that you know there'd been a shooting, and and um, and then the next thing I I hear, I'm on my way to the gym. And my newsroom calls me and says, Rick, you got to get over to Thurston High School. There's been a shooting. And I arrived there and it was mass chaos. Um, it was just, it was unbelievable. And Thurston High School is my kids' school. Now, they were young, but my neighbors won't go there, all of our neighbors. So I knew people that were there. So while I'm there covering this thing, um, I'm also kind of worried about what's happening to Melissa and Kelly and, you know, other kids in our neighborhood who were there. And um, I remember, um, I just remember walking up there and listening. And um, we had, there was so many, I was one of the first people there on the scene and we had a live van and Lisa Virch was back at the studio. And I remember um, at one point, well, I'll tell you that in a second. You know what I want to do? I want to show you a little clip. This is something we put together back in the day um, of the shooting. And I'm going to go ahead and play that for you. And then we'll come back and I'm going to give you some other thoughts about what happened. Okay. So. A tragic situation at Thurston High School this morning. A boy, a boy armed went into the cafeteria at 8 o'clock this morning. Go ahead start sending them out. I'll get the medicine here. If it was your daughter, you would. You'd be here. You'd be worried. Linda! <laughs> some have been transported, some have minor injuries. But this is a list of people who have been involved in the Michael shooting. Bethany. Michael McLaughlin. Yes, my boyfriend was killed today. Um, he was a junior. He was 17 years old. Um, he was really quiet. Um, he was really smart. I just want to know. We want to know who did it. He was the sweetest guy. 
I've never met my whole entire life, and he was so innocent, so was everybody. Now it looks like we may have two teachers and or former teachers who are also dead. So this story keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Not only do we have... I would ask a, a moment of silent prayer, please. I think prayer at the present time is uh, the best uh, recourse that we have. Uh, we will get through this. I will give you the young man's name who was taken into custody. His name is Kiplan Pinkle. He's 15 years old. Tell me that again. Voted most likely to start World War III. He liked explosives a lot. Yeah, he came in shooting with the, um, the 22 caliber rifle. Jake was the first one to attack him. After we had tackled him and had held him down, he turned up to us with a serious look in, uh, in his eyes and looked at us and said, just shoot me, shoot me now. You can just tell it was everything was gone inside of him. I just couldn't believe it. I see it on the news every day, every single time. Fayetteville, Tennessee, Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's other, other places, it's never here. Pearl, Mississippi. And I never expected it to be in my school, never. But it happened. It <laughs> happened. And now today in Springfield, Oregon. I don't know. We're all parents. We've all, you know, I'm a parent too. Could be our kids. I don't really know what to say. It's a sad day. sad day um, yeah for me that day changed the way I covered stories from then on um, I I remember standing there when I was a kid I cried easy all the time and and I remember standing outside and Lisa Virch asked me and, and what had happened is we'd gone national. So the whole world was seeing us um, live. And um, Lisa asked me, so Rick, what's the hardest thing you've seen? And I said, I'm standing here and the principal's reading off the names of the kids who've been shot. And he reads off this one name and the mother was standing next to me and she lets out a scream kind of like when a deer gets shot and and she fell to the ground and when i did that i started to cry um, on the air live um and i was so mad at myself because it's like oh my god how come you cried you such a baby stop crying and later i heard from our engineers that this was going into New York City. So New York City was watching this, the ABC News people were watching this. And um, they started going, oh my God, watch, look at this guy. He's really affected by this. And you know, hardened journalists, and they were looking at me crying and <laughs> going, oh my God, this is real, you know? And it was, it was so real. Um, and I remember um, that day, I, every, every person that was coming out of the library, they took a bunch of the kids who were in the cafeteria and put them in the library. 
um, for, for safety. And then they'd one by one, kids would be coming out and they'd become directly to me. Um, and, and they'd walk right up to me and tell me their story. And my boss calls me and he says, Oh my God, Rick, you're getting all these interviews before anybody else. I said, they're just coming to me about two o'clock in the afternoon. A young man came up and he said, do you know why you're getting all the stories first? And I said, no, he said, we were all in the library watching you and we saw you start to cry and we made a pact and said, we're going to go tell Rick to answer our story first because he cares about us more than the story. And that changed everything um, about the way I saw my community, the way I saw my reporting, um, the way I saw what I was doing with my life. Um, and I, I remember um, that story just never quit. And, and I was there till like two in the morning. And I finally, after everything was done, we were done with our 11 o'clock news, we were done with everything. And then I kind of just came down and I walked around and there was a memorial of flowers all around the school. And I remember just walking around and just sobbing. Cause you kind of had to hold that in all day. And then all of a sudden to kind of realize what had happened to our town. Um, I remember a man coming up and there was one point when the, when the school was saying, tell the media, tell the media, the media, tell the families to just stay away. Don't come down here. And so somebody asked me, Lisa or somebody said, um, so what do people do if they haven't found their kid? I said, well, the district is telling me um, to tell you to, to stay home. But if it was me and it was my kid, I'd get my ass down here. And I remember later a man walked up to me and he said, um, I was at home and didn't know what to do. And when you said that, I came down here and my daughter was shot and she was at the hospital. Um, you know, so I think what happened that day is I, I stopped reporting like Rick Dancer and started reporting like Rick Dancer. Never forget that day, Mrs. Kingo classroom waiting for class to start. Oh no. Oh, and then you find out she's dead. Surreal watching this. It really, I know. I knew kids at Thurston in such a horrible day. I, I called a couple of people um, and to come on the show and and, and they didn't want to. And I, I kind of just went, you know, yeah, I'll just do this by myself. Because, you know, I mean, I have to do this because it's kind of like I need to remember. Um, because... Because Ben Walker... And Michael Nicholson were human beings whose life got taken away. And Faith and Bill Kinkle were human beings in our community. And we need to repeat their names. We need to remember them. Because they died. And one of the most tragic things that happened. And, and like close to two dozen kids were damaged. And probably for a long time. And I think then the rest of us are also um, 
I mean, it's a, it's a reminder. I remember going to, I remember Rolling Stones magazine um, write up and they were making fun of me um, because I went to this big event. It was kind of like a community, like a church service or something. And I got up and just said what was, you know, kind of in my head, in my heart. Um, and they completely made fun of me. Um, Rick Dancer, news anchor, you know, gets up and preaches at people. And, and, uh, and I guess that's when you start learning um, what you're made of. So what do we learn? You know, we learn that life is hard. Um, I learned that for me, I was never going to cover a story the same way again. That changed everything. I'm a really lucky guy. I've had a really good life. And, you know, meeting people through that, um, being able to, I mean, it was hard, but being able to be a part of um, people's lives like that, you know, um, it's kind of a rare gift that you get. But you see humanity at its ugliest. And then there was years afterwards when, you know, things, would happen and you know we'd be covering still new you know new aspects of the case and that kind of thing and and i think we as a community did really well i mean other communities columbine and places like that that happened right around the same time kind of fell apart and we never really did um i think i th i think we went in this and most for the most part we we, we it became about springfield oregon um Oh, thank you, Emily. That's sweet. Um, yeah. I love Bill Moore said on there saying what we need is prayer. And um, so, Nick, you were at Skipworth when he arrived at the West Ring. I was in cell number 12 and they put him in number two, which was directly across from me. We had no idea what had happened until we started talking to him. He said he shot everyone at school. His mom was my teacher at Springfield High School. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you guys all learned something too about yourself, hopefully, through that experience of what happened. And, uh, I heard back in 2002 for some of the first responders, they went to a small town and shared some of the things they missed about keeping those people blew them off. And six months later, their school had a mass shooting called the school name Columbine. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think we did really well coming out of that. And I mean, it was funny how Eugene and Springfield pulled together because it was just as much a shooting in Springfield and yes, or in Eugene as it was Springfield because it was our town and this had happened to us. And um, I think we were all really scared. I was. I mean, not that it was going to happen again, but just how does that happen? How does somebody get to that point and then you know, destroy two lives. And, you know, for years I would interview Michael Nicholson senior, the father, and they were just so devastated as anyone of course would be. Um, but yeah, 
it was a, that was definitely a life changer, I think for all of us. I wonder, would it be really bad to, you know what, you know what's good to me about remembering that right now? Because the world is so messed up right now. I mean, I don't want to get political. It's just that everything is so weird. And I look back at that. How bad would this be to say? We came together in that. And I don't want it to be have to be a tragedy to bring us back together. But I wish that we could, I wish we could stop talking about this virus. Stop, stop, stop bribing people to get vaccinated. Why don't we just leave people alone? You know, how can, how come we can live through that? And now here we are at this point in our lives and a, a fucking mask and a vaccine are ripping us apart. And I think it's by design. That's why I talk about it. And people get mad at me and, and, and they're saying nasty, nasty things. They want me dead. But here's the bottom line. This is tearing us apart. And I don't like that. I think it's, I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. It's a virus, it's a vaccine, and people are using it to tear us apart as a community. And it's dumb, it's, 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 it's horrible. We made it through a shooting where four people in our community were killed and dozens of our kids were injured and PTSD and mentally we were just messed up, all of us. And now this comes along and yes, it's serious, but it's a virus. It's a virus. It's a vaccine or a shot. And I am tired of this destroying relationships that I have with people, that you have with people, because we're, we're talking about it. I think it is by design and it's just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know how we get past it, but maybe on this day we go back and you remember the horror of 23 years ago and what we were remembering. This is nothing compared to that. So how do we change that? I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, where's the, uh, it's ridiculous. My family lived through this horrific time. My oldest son would have been starting at that school the following year. I was mortified to send him. Um, it was a long time before I could go back there. I believe there would have been a middle of the road approach to this. We wouldn't have all this division, everyone involved has screwed this up. <laughs> I agree. 
So how do we unscrew it? You know? Weary from the fighting, stand together in love and acceptance and put our differences aside and just let people do what they need to do. It's none of your damn business if I get a vaccine or I don't. I mean, how can we live in a place where it's okay to come up to me and ask my medical history? You know, it's, it's no one's business and that's becoming a huge deal. So we just should don't do it. You know, let people who, who, you know, you don't know who has the vaccine and who doesn't, and it's not our business to know. I don't need to know if my friends have had it or if they don't need to know if I've had it or not. It's a personal decision. It shouldn't be like this. And it, it, we've made it into a moral thing. You know, with the shooting, you know what was wrong with this. And it just seems to keep going. So I don't know how to change it. I have no idea how to stop this. And, um, but I'm not going to stop talking about it because people go, you're just scaring the shit. Well, it's because we have to know what's going on. I mean, if the governor's giving a million dollars now and giving prizes for people as bribery to get people to get the vaccine, you know, I get that, that on one side, I can understand where, yes, you know, okay, it gets more people to get the vaccine. So if you believe the vaccine is important, then, okay, then you'd see that as a, but the other side of it is what, I mean, really? I thought the lottery was for economic development and schools. And I can see where you could stretch it, but it just nothing, I mean, I don't know, nothing makes sense to me anymore. There's, it's not logical. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. And, and I sit there, I see it, I don't understand. Maybe it's because I spent too many years in reporting, but I see something come over that like that today and I'm going, wait a minute, God, is that unethical for the state to pay people to get a vaccine? That if I was a reporter and that was my story for today, I'd be going and asking an ethics professor um, or someone trying to find out if that's ethical or not. You know, and so it takes me back to my days at the Thurston High School shooting. Um, and that was real. And maybe that's why we all came together because we knew what right and wrong was for a 15 year old boy to kill two of our teachers and two of our students, we knew that was wrong and we came together. We knew when the national media came in and started sneaking into hospitals, bedrooms and sneaking down hallways, passing guards and stuff, we, 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 were, we were repulsed. <laughs> I remember the reaction from people. We didn't do that. Local reporters did not do that. It was national reporters and we were outraged but it feels like we've lost our ability to be outraged. Um, so I don't know. I'm just kind of tired of what people thinking they need to know my business. 
people making assumptions, you know. Even when I ran for public office as a Republican, <laughs> I was not treated as shitty as when I started standing up for what I believe in now. My freedom. My my freedom to choose. And that just I baffles me that people can be that, you know, I have never I had to finally look up what a douchebag was because I wasn't really sure. Um, <laughs> but I have been called everything in the book. And, you know, Andy, I think you're right. Our country's tearing itself apart. And you guys, what's so stupid is it's not, it's over things that honestly, I feel like we, have more agreement than we do disagreement if we really sat talked about it but what 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 blows me away is like it's it's even with the issues on race and stuff we are so we're creating racism to fight racism and 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 i know i'm stepping into a hornet's nest but we but but and we don't see it so it's like how do we isn't there a better way to do that um and and with this vaccine thing if you push people too hard, they're going to turn the other way. So you get the folks vaccinated that, that choose to be vaccinated and then we move on, but you don't threaten them. Um, you know, I have friends who aren't getting the vaccine and they're really kind of nervous about the whole thing. And it's like, um, because people are, you know, being so, so, um, moral majority about it. <laughs> it reminds me of, I feel like that. Democrats have become the Republicans and the Republicans have become the Democrats. <laughs> it, it's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my life. But anyway, um, if you come up with any solutions, um, let me know. Oh, on a positive note, nice ink. Oh, thanks. You like my, uh, my tats. You have no idea how much watching and listening to you for a long time has helped me through hard times. Thank you. Natalie, you're, you're welcome. I, um, I think what happened was right after the reaction to COVID started, my wife looked at me and she said, I just think we have to start talking about what we believe and what we really think. And we made that as a conscious decision together and um and it's changed everything i mean it's just another way to divide yes rick dancer the parties are switching again just like the polls <laughs> <laughs> i agree david how do we change it so can i tell you can i tell you something else i uh a video I came out and I saw it and it's being used by Springfield schools. And I was really concerned because I look at it and I just don't understand. So I called, I wrote four of my uh, black friends and I said, would you look at this video? I called, I wrote the school first and said, are you using this? Cause I'm very concerned and I want to confirm that. And I have not confirmed that yet, but then I sent it to four black friends and, uh, said, would you look at this? And then I want you to explain to me um, 
what do you mean, Rob? You dropped that silk screen of your silhouette to Wendy Weston. Um, and so I sent it to four black friends and I said, would you look at this? And then can we talk about what this is? Like maybe do a live show where you explain to a white guy um, why this is okay. Cause it doesn't seem okay to me. And I, you know, I don't know. Um, David, I honestly don't know um, if it's like a Kaiser, but it's about, it's, it's by schools that are using it and it has the white kid and the black kid and the black kid's going to have a worse life than the white kid and that kind of thing. So that's the Kaiser video it is. And, and I'm like, like I said, I don't want to get overly into it um, because I don't know enough about it. Um, but it concerns me um, because I see and here's why. And it's not because I'm afraid of losing my um, white status. Um, I'm just tired of being told that because I'm an old white boomer that I don't matter because you know what I say to that? Fuck you. Um, you're doing the same thing to me by discounting me because of my age. And you know what? In a lot of cultures, which I have a show coming up, Herbie Amanaka is going to be in here on um, next month. And he's a, a Japanese guy from the U of O. He's the most interesting man I've ever met. And he's going to come in and we're going to talk about honor and shame and how in other cultures, honor and shame is still part of the culture. And here, um, it's not. And uh, so we're going to talk about that with him. I watch a live split screen conversation with people. Um, that's what I'm going to plan to do, um, Brian. I'm going to try to, if it can work. And, you know, you're taking a risk. Um, you're taking a risk because uh, the last time I did this, um, most of it worked. But the people that don't want to hear it don't want to hear it. And I really don't care. What I'm trying to do is understand it for myself and i think by me doing that publicly with people that other people might understand it better um because i don't want i don't want i don't want my black friends my latino friends my asian friends i don't want them to feel less than me and if i'm doing something to make that happen i don't want to do that i i you know i had a young man see i think if we handle things better I think if you if you work with people, um, people will come around and understand that. It is so. The other day, some a young man on my page, and he wrote something, and he used the R word. And I don't know if you know what the R word is, but I'm not saying it, and I hope most of you should. Um, but he said it's so R word what people are doing. So all I did was went on my page in the comment section. I said, hey, so-and-so, um, comments fine. Don't mind your comment at all. But can you not use the R word? Can you change it and edit it? I don't want to pull it. I want you to edit it and find a different word. Because I have a ton of friends in the special abilities community, and the R word is a trigger for them. So are they oversensitive about it? Doesn't matter. It hurts their feelings. So I don't want to use it. And I would like you kid wrote back, said, Oh, Rick, I am so sorry. I'll take it off. Um, 
and um, and he fixed it. But it was just a conversation. And it wasn't this whole thing where people come after me. You said this and that means you're this and blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, and here's the thing. I don't know how you are, but I do not react well to that. If you tell me, you know, you're, it's just like the governor doing this. You're pushing me in a corner and you're telling, come on, come on, Rick. And she, she didn't know if I got vaccinated or not, but you're pushing people into a corner. And um, that, all that does for me is start going, Huh. Wonder if I want to get second shot. <laughs> wonder if I want to get it. You know, whatever it is, um, and, uh, and and I start thinking about it. We love you, old white boomer. <laughs> um, and that's the way it should be. And how do you and how do you find your limits? Um, I don't know what that means, Ellen. If you want to ask more, I'd be happy to answer that. Some people live forever, change. So I'm listening to Jordan Peterson a lot now. And I, I've heard him explain his LGBTQ thing and people in the LGBTQ community are just being ridiculous with him. And so if you're one of those people, that's fine. Um, but I, I've heard from his mouth what he said, what he did. And I think the man is brilliant and he got so much. Um, he's got so much information in his head. So I've been listening to him and really understanding things um, like you know, what I'm doing and, and growing. And I think this is all part of that. Here's what, here, here's what I'd say about, I'll wrap this up and wrap it back into Thurston. Um, Thurston High School shooting. Here, okay, I'll be really honest with you. Before the Thurston High School shooting, it was all about Rick Dancer. I was going to make my mark. I was going to do my thing. I was going to get the best story of the year. Um, everything was about how it was written, how I came across, what other people thought of me. Thurston High, Thurston High School shooting squashed me. I love cheese. Um, changed everything. All of a sudden I realized this is about my community. It's about my neighbors. This is about these people who are trusting me. Um, and yes, replay, I do like cheese. Um, <clears throat> so it, 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 it reformulated how I do a story. Another one that reformulated how I do a story, I'm gonna actually talk to the family next month at the first week of June. Uh, Philip Madsen, a 10 year old boy who I have never met in my life, but the story on he and his, him, he got lost and uh, biggest, biggest manhunt in Oregon history. And I got to be there. And I met his parents and his brother and we're gonna have a conversation with them and show the old story. Philip changed my life too. I made some big mistakes on that story and uh, and I discovered again um, I, you know I, I think Thurston kind of taught me how to um, how to report with my heart I think I was doing it before with my head and my ego and Thurston caused me to have to do it with my heart <laughs> 
So it became a connection between my head and my heart. And then I have this thing inside of me that I've always had, which I think is what made me a good reporter is when I smell shit, I'm going to, I'm going to call it out. I'm not afraid when I start smelling shit, I don't walk away. I start, where's that coming from? Why is that? And that's why, so people can say I'm anti-governor of Kate Brown. They can say that I have a vengeance against her. I do not. She won. She's the governor. I would never be handling it like this if I was governor, but I didn't win. And I'm not, I have no hard feelings about that. I don't want to be governor. But when I smell shit, I'm going to keep looking and I'm not going to shut up and I'm going to keep talking about it. When I see states bribing me to get a, a vaccine, that smells like shit to me. And when I see all this secret information, that smells like shit to me. And that's so, so that is just who I am. And so if people don't like it. Um, that is just too bad and how it's going to be. And when I see Oregonians not being heard, um, then I'm going to call that out too, because that's how it's not right. Maybe very empathetic and caring person being exposed to all that, such a young boy, vulnerable age, among other things in my life at the time, definitely helped affect who I became. So, so here's what we, I, here's what I'm going to do and you can do what you want to do. I don't ever mention the killer. I don't mention his name. I don't care. But I will always mention Faith and Kip Kinkle, or excuse me, there I just did it. Faith and Bill Kinkle. And um, somebody spamming me, speaking of douchebags, get lost, spammer. Oh, somebody get somebody picking on me. Oh, well. Um, and uh, Michael Nicholson and Ben Walker. Those are the names we remember. And we keep talking about this until the day we die on this day because they were people in our community and they matter and they still matter just because they're dead doesn't mean they don't matter. And all those kids who got shot, who were just there going to school, living their lives, um, we remember them too. And we give them a break, you know? And then for us as a community, I think we look at ourselves and we say, we did a great job pulling together, supporting each other and, um, and doing this as well as we could. And uh, hopefully by doing all that, um, we will never have a repeat performance of that horrible, horrible day. Never forget. Never forget. All right. We will be back on Monday. Um, we're going to be talking about um, homelessness in Eugene and some of the negative aspects of that. A friend of mine was just attacked by someone. Uh, she's sponsoring a show. We're going to be talking about the employment situation with Priority uh, One Heating and Air Conditioning. We're going to be talking with uh, somebody from Salem about the uh, what this is doing to us. We're, we're basically paying people to not go to work. And other states, 11 or 12, are completely doing the opposite and having much better results. Um, then any lab test now is going to take us to 
Long Timber out in Monroe. Uh, we're going to meet them, the owners, and go out there and find out more about them. And then the Boy Scouts on Thursday, we're going to go, um, they're going to be out at a cemetery cleaning up. They're doing some Memorial Day cleanup of cemeteries. And then on Friday, this is brought to you by Elements Health Club, um, where I, my gym. If you guys are looking for a place to go that's uh, wonderful and awesome and great, uh, check out Elements Health Club. We have Oakway, we have West Eugene, and we have Springfield. Uh, we have pools, um, lap pools. Uh, people now are in, in and masks and out of masks, whatever the regulations are, that's what we're following. Um, but it's a great place and tell them you saw this on here. And they're gonna sponsor another show next week. We're gonna do some ghost town stuff, some old time ghost town stuff on Friday. All right, I need to go. I've got a, a story to write and you have things to do. Um, thanks for bearing with me and staying here. Share this on your page with others. Um, if you feel like it, just share it on your page and that makes YouTube have to deal with me. <laughs> okay, we'll see you later.